Thank you, Jesus. Most gracious God, our Heavenly Father, source of every blessing, giver of every good and perfect gift, we adore thee. We praise thee. We magnify thy holy name. Every day we receive new proofs of thy care over us, new pledges of thy love and favor. Thou hast made bountiful provisions for all of our physical needs. The seasons come and go, the sun shines, the rain falls, the harvest never fail. We have homes and friends. For all these things, help us to be truly grateful. Help us to be no less thankful for that bread which came down out of heaven, for the ever-flowing fountains of living water, for that home not made with hands, for that home not made with hands, for that friend that sticketh closer than a brother. We remember the affectionate sympathy of all kinds and conditions of men, the poor, the destitute, and him that have no helper. Do thou bless our home. May it ever be the dwelling place. Be thou in our midst, O Lord. May thy angels encamp round and about us and keep us in all thy ways. And when our race has been run and our work done, receive us into the everlasting habitations. Our sins have been many. We confess them. We repent of them. Do thou forgive them all. In the name of him who loved us and gave his life for us. Now, Lord, I ask you to anoint your word today. Well, it would bring unbelievers to you and conviction to believers to walk in righteousness. So continue to show me the things you want me to see. So when I speak, Master, will be only those things you want me to say. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And praise the Lord. Okay, we are going to be in the book of Psalms. Praise the Lord. And today we're going to study and meditate on Psalms 4. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And anytime that you begin to study and worship in, in the book of Psalms, it should be a rejoicing time. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So this is really part two from last week. The Lord's blessings upon the righteous. The Lord's blessings upon the righteous. Aren't you glad you are a righteous person? Amen. And it is not because of what we do. <laughs> it's not because of what we say or what we think, but it's because Jesus, by his blood, marked us righteous. That's good news. Contrary to other religion, we don't have to uh, go through no initiation. We don't have to fill out an application that, that will tell the church who we are, where we came from, and how much money we make. <laughs> Not in the faith of Jesus Christ. Amen? We don't have to have a certain kind of attire that says we fit in or you can't come in because we serve Jesus Christ. Amen. And where he is, there is liberation. Hallelujah. 
and freedom. Praise the name of our Lord and Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Okay, I want to give a little data concerning the book of Psalms, okay, before we get into this, because I think it's just really interesting. And I think the more we know and understand concerning the books, the more you can comprehend what you need to comprehend and, and, and be free. So, um, okay, it says, I'm going to read the purpose of the songs. It says, the purpose of the songs was well expressed by David when he instituted hymns in Israel. Now, David instituted these hymns in Israel, but these things was birthed out of his life. The trials, the troubles, the good times, everything that went on in his life, David was gifted with the ability to write a song about it when he was crying out to God. Amen? Not to, not, not to man, okay? And so he was either crying out to God, positioning his petition to the Lord, giving thanks and gratitude to God, or just praising God because of his awesomeness. Amen? Amen? So... As such, all that David has done in, in the books, it has brought comfort, encouragement, and blessing to God's people throughout the ages. Amen. Okay? And every, listen to this, every human emotion is covered in the hymns of the book of Psalms. Amen. There is nothing left undone. All right? Now, there are, let me see, one, two, three, four, five outlines in the book of Psalms. So book one consists of, of Psalms 1 through 41. Book 2, 42 through 72. Book 3, 73 through 89. And book 4, 90 through 106. Book 5, 107 through 150. Now, they're, they're broken up into these books because they're ca uh, covering certain categories, okay? So what we're uh, focusing on uh, right now in here is book four, which comes under the classification of lamenting, okay? We have classifications of the Psalms. And the first classification is called Lament Psalms. Now, you really need to be rejoicing because, see, I know how we can gripe and complain about stuff to your friends and everybody else who can't do not one thing for you to bring you out of your lamentation. Oh, they can help you commiserate. They can even encourage language to keep you in that same mold. And they can exercise all of this, I won't say empathy, because when you empathize with people, you try to figure out how you can help bring them out. So sympathy, to give you something to continue to commiserate over, okay? But these songs that are lamenting are lamenting to God. That's who we need to lament to. So let me tell you which ones it contains. And then I'm going to talk about what lamenting means. Well, there are so many of them. <laughs> Ooh, almost the whole thing. Okay, you got chapters 5, 7, 13, 17, 22, 25, 26, 28, 31, 
That's just the beginning. And it goes as high as to, let's see, 140. Because it's broken up into individual lamenting. And then it ends with the national. And I'll give you the chapters for national. I just gave you a few for the individual, not the whole thing, because we don't have much, that much time. So for the national lamenting, and see, this you need to know and have, because when we get ready to intercede for nations and our government, you need to know what to pray. So you got uh, chapters 12, 44, 58, 60, 74, 77, 79, 80, 82, 83, 85, 90, 94, 106, 108, 123, 126, and 137. You, do y'all hear all of that ammunition yes. that you can take to your prayer closet yes. while you're sitting around moping and weeping about what you see and what you hear over the news? Go to your prayer closet with the book of songs and cover it and cancel it, decree and declare and bring the change. Amen. Help us, Holy Amen. Ghost. Okay. Another classification is the songs of confidence. Songs of thanksgiving, songs of praise, enthronement, raw songs, wisdom, something we all greatly need, historical songs, messianic songs, oh my God, songs of ancient pilgrims. It's, in other words, there's a prayer in the Bible that will cover anything that you will ever encounter as well as what you are encountering. Amen. That's the whole motive of expressing that. Amen. Amen. Now, when I looked up in the uh, Webster's Dictionary, the word for lament, it says to mourn out loud, to express sorrow, to regret strongly, a crying out in grief. The Bible dictionary says grief and mourning. And you know, in the Old Testament time, when you look, search this out, they had professional mourners. In other words, it's like when you get in a certain situ situation or position, and then you set the atmosphere up for that particular situation. So they had people who were actually uh, going out to these places to just mourn. Okay, come on, think with me, pray with me. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Oh, we still have that same custom today. Amen. <laughs> you have gone to uh, a, a funeral and you didn't even know the person. You were just going on behalf of the living to support them. And you felt like you were out of order because you were not mourning. Also in the Bible dictionary, it says practices and, and emotions associated with the experience of the death of a loved one or of another catastrophe or tragedy. Now in my Strong's Concordance, it says mournful speeches, elegies, and that is a song or a poem expressing sorrow, which is what Paul, which I'm sorry, which is what David is, has done in the songs that he have written a song or a poem expressing sorrow or lamentation for one who is dead or for nations. And what uh, David did, he put, put it into musical composition. 
So we have two books out of the Bible that just kind of like lean in that area, and that's the Book of Songs and the Book of Lamentation. And then you have uh, people who are grieving over situations, and so, and I'm talking about for nations and this kind of thing, and so that was put to music. So when you look in the Strong Concordance, it shows where uh, people were grieving, leaders were grieving over leaders, okay? Like David over Saul, who was operating in witchcraft and, and evil, wicked stuff. Then you need to lament to God concerning that. Uh, David over uh, Abner. And then you had prophets who were grieving over nations. That's a missing factor among our local churches. There are prayer organizations that I hear about who are led by prophets and prophetess who are claiming the nations for God. Okay, not just focusing on their little personal. They don't even they don't even deal with personal prayers. They are focusing on global praying. Amen. Because God said, if you take care of my stuff, I'll take care of yours. Okay. So we had Jeremiah who who lamented over Jerusalem as well as Jesus Christ lamented over Jerusalem. Isaiah and John lamented over Babylon and Ezekiel over Tyree because they saw what was going on. And God says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then I can hear from heaven and bless the land. Well, why is it that he can hear from heaven? Because first of all, he says, if my people humbled themselves, come up out of yourself, begin to seek God's face as to how you need to pray, and then you're praying his perfect will, heaven is open. Your prayers have hit heaven, so he hears your prayers from heaven, and now he can bless the land. Amen. Amen. Now, Psalms 4 is, uh, is like an evening prayer for sleep and rest to be released in your heart. Amen. So in Psalms 4, David is asking or lamenting to God for safety in the Lord. And prophetically, you're going to see where he actually experiences Jesus in his life. And he is somewhat of a, proto, a, a, a protocol or a symbolic of Jesus as he cries out when his enemies were after him. Amen? Amen. Now... Is the enemy within your soul causing you to cry out and lament to God Amen. for freedom Amen. and peace? Let's go over to the Psalm 4 and read it, and then we're going to break it down. He says, Hear me when I cry, O God of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress or relieved me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me and hear my prayer. O ye sons of men, how long will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love van vanity or worthlessness? In other words, all you vain people is worthless. 
and seek after leasing or seek after falsehood. But know that the Lord has set me apart, that he is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. I stand in awe, or I stand trembling mm, over sin. So sin not, commune with your own heart <laughs> upon your bed. In other words, examine your heart. Examine your heart. See, the ways of a man see right unto him, but learn to examine your heart. Just because you feel a certain way, and unfortunately, you've been feeling that way for however years you are old, don't make it right. God wants to do a new thing. He says, I've given you a new heart so you can sing a new song and do a new thing. And so what you've been doing and practicing all of your days don't mean it's right because it feels good to you. And other people may be rejoicing over what they hear because they don't know any better. But know that the Lord has set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. I stand in awe and trembling and sin not and commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. Sacrifices of righteousness. That means you are aware of what is right and choose to do that opposed to what you feel. There be many that say, who will show us any good? Lord, lift up the light of thy countenance upon us. Thou hast put gladness in my heart more than in the time that, that their corn and their wine increase. And another word for corn here is grain. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. Amen. Amen. Is the enemy within your soul causing you to cry out and lament to God for freedom and peace? There is more going on within than without. And most times the within are causing the without pain. Confession, dilemmas, and sorrows. Things that affect your sleep pattern, which consist, consist of either not sleeping or not resting while you sleep. Have you ever slept but didn't rest? Okay, not resting while you're sleeping or sleeping all the time and falling asleep quickly anywhere, any place, any time, <laughs> of which you may think, oh, I'm bored. No, it's a problem in the enemy. He wants to dull your ears from hearing the truth. He wants to have your mind preoccupied yes. with something that will keep yes. you from listening yes. with your heart. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. So then you can become sleepy, tired, resistant. And when you want to sleep all the time, you're trying to escape. Unconsciously, you're trying to escape. Because, see, when you're not sleeping, you got to stand up and 
And right, pay attention and get busy. You know, the disciples that, that Jesus chose, he didn't choose them when they was at home sleeping and doing nothing. He called them out of the field of working because he don't call lazy folks. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Have you cried out to God to reveal your issues to you and deliver you from them and heal your heart for peace and rest? Like David, hear me when I call, yeah. O God of my righteousness. Yeah. Thou hast enlarged or relieved me when I was in distress. Yeah. Have mercy upon me. Yeah. Have mercy upon me. Yeah. Mm, Jesus, 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 Jesus. In other words, what do we know about mercy and grace? Be gracious unto me. Because I don't know what's going on. Yes. Not because I deserve it, but because I really don't know what's going on. I only think I do, but because nothing is changing, then obviously I don't know what's going on. Amen. And hear my prayer. Hear my prayer, O oh Lord. This is what we want God to hear our prayer because our prayer is honest and, um, and from our heart. Not praying for stuff not praying for God to fix somebody else so that you can get along with them but praying for God to fix you let's stop seeking for stuff and let's seek for his presence to come in and do a new thing in us do, do you realize the more he does and fix in us, the less you have to be asking for? And then you can spend more time on the issues at hand, like global stuff. Amen? In verse 2, he says, Oh, ye sons of men. Well, we need to understand uh, what that really means. I think I wrote it on the other page. It's, it's, it's talking about uh, men of rank. Sons of men is talking about men's of, men of rank. Why? Because David's, this song is written because he's crying out about his son, Absalom, who comes against him and raises up an army against him. Okay? Which means it parallels with what Jesus had to do when the Romans because of the Jewish, his people came against him and said, crucify him. So he, they forced the Roman government to come against Jesus, his own people, to crucify him. Pilate could not find any fault in why Jesus needed to be crucified, but his people said, crucify him. Amen. So this this is why David is crying out like that, because he realizes that people who are close to him, his own family, have come against him to destroy him. Not just coming against him to talk about him like we're, you know, we so accustomedly do, but to destroy him. Amen. So. This, uh, this, this is why he says, oh, you sons of men, how long will you turn my glory into shame? This is what Jesus is saying to his own people 
the people who he came for, the Israelites, the Jews, how long will you turn my glory into shame? You see, Jesus came for the sole purpose of redeeming us and saving us. How long, how long, how long will you turn his glory into shame because you're so caught up in yourself, you don't recognize you can be free in his presence. We would rather talk about our issues than to get in his face. We would rather cover up and act like there's nothing wrong with me when it's brought out than to get in the face of Jesus and cry out to him. Because let me tell you, if you think you've been accused wrongly, get in the face of Jesus and he will let you know for sure whether your stuff is messed up or they were wrong. So it really doesn't matter. If your stuff is messed up, when you get in the face of Jesus, he's going to fix it. If they were wrong, he's going to fix it. So don't worry about trying to impress other people. Impress the Lord. But you know why we put so much emphasis on that? Because we are more consumed with what our gifts are than who we are in Christ. And we need to put our focus where our focus needs to be. Psalms 4 was composed for the same occasion as Psalm 3. And that is, David was crying out because of Absalom, who had rebelled against his father David. Okay? So he's, he's saying these men of rank and their lies is causing this rebellion. So people who are in a position but lying and telling the others these lies that caused everybody else who were the faithful followers of David to come against David. Same thing with Jesus. The lies of his people, of his people, caused the Romans to come against him. And the only thing that they can come up with is that you claim that you are a king. And Jesus said, you said it. <laughs> and, and, and because of that pride and vanity, of course, um, probably don't want no one else to be called the king. Amen? And God had to give the Israelites a king because they weren't satisfied with just the judges and the prophets. They needed a king. They didn't realize you have a king. <laughs> okay. So... Okay, so because of, of the lies and, and the ignorance brought on jealousy and the scribes and the Pharisees of Jesus' times was jealous of Jesus and that caused him to be crucified. Amen. Amen. So now in verse 3 it says, But know that the Lord have set apart him that is godly for him. And the Lord will hear when he cries unto him. The Lord set Christ aside as his very own, made him a special subject of grace and providence. So naturally, he will do the same for all of us as his believers that are following Christ. Not just because you're a believer by name, but because you're following Christ. He will set us aside and fight on our behalf. 
Amen. Amen. Now remember, Jesus is the first fruit of righteousness. So when we follow after him, we're walking in righteousness. Amen. Amen. Verse 4 says, stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Now, David is really talking to those faithful followers of his who were really upset about how Aspelum and, 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 and the army was coming against David and, and Saul and his army when he was coming against David. He was, they were really upset about how dare them and they wanted to kill him, okay, and not have any mercy on him. But David is speaking to them and said, now, uh, let me advise you, check your wrath. Check your wrath at the door. <laughs> okay? Examine this. Okay? And take it to God. That was the same way that Jesus handled things. Jesus did not come against his persecutors. He actually told God to bless them. Amen? Amen. He didn't try to get even. He didn't even try to prove that they were wrong, which he could have easily done. But had he done that, we wouldn't be redeemed today. So he made some major sacrifices on our behalf. We got to learn as believers how to make some sacrifices. You can be put in a position to put people in, in their place and in order and, and, and very qualified to do it. When I say qualified, you know, have the capabilities of saying some things that would check you big time, but because you know who you represent and you know there's gonna be greater, there's gonna result from how you represent, you have to be quiet, wait on the Lord, and put your wrath under wraps, <laughs> okay? Because <laughs> David was telling them, you can be angry, but do not sin. Think about this as you lie in bed and calm down. Don't think about the harm that's being done to you. Think about how you must handle this in the bed. You know how we go to bed and then rehearse? No, go to bed and think about what you can do different to cause God's hand to come upon you and he'll take care of the problems. Five says, offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. Offer sacrifices rightly. Motive plays a very important part in what we do more than what we do. Amen. <laughs> so, because sometimes we're doing things for show or religious purposes, there's, you know, so your motive behind your actions will declare God's blessings um, as a result of what you're doing. Are y'all with me? Okay, that's what he means about offering sacrifices rightly and put your trust in the Lord. Amen? Verse six says, there be many that say, who will show us any good? It's, you know, because you don't have any faith in, in mankind. Lord, lift, lift thou up the light of, my, of thy countenance upon us. Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. Men are always seeking for good 
while not actually knowing what their true good is. I will. <laughs> Men are always seeking for good while not actually knowing what their true good is. For the true good is to have the light of God's countenance shining upon you more than you being right. Amen. Amen. That's lasting because I'm going to verse seven. The end result of having God's light of countenance shining upon you is that you have filled your heart with, he has filled your heart with more joy than all the gain of their grain and wine. Verse seven, thou has put gladness in my heart more than in the time that their grain and their wine increase. So because my focus is on letting God's countenance shine upon me, the end result of my heart being filled with more joy than all their grain and their new wine. Amen. For the light of, of God's countenance shining on us will give us peace, inward peace. Amen. And as a result of his countenance shining upon you, you're having inward peace. You're not trying to fight unnecessary battles. You're letting God fight the battle. Verse 8. Now I will declare in the spirit of God, not by my might, not by my power, but by his spirit, which is my salvation, that I can now lay down, lay me down in peace and sleep. See, this is what happened. God's salvation, we need to understand too, salvation is not just a ticket for you to go to heaven. Because that ain't guarantee when you haven't worked out your, your salvation with fear and trembling. Salvation is working every single day of your life. Every single day of your life, salvation is working. He's working on your behalf when he saves us, when, he, when, when his countenance comes upon us and shine out the darkness in our heart so that the light can come in. That's salvation. When we learn how to shut our mouth at the inappropriate time and wait on God and see God, that's the salvation of the Lord. When we recognize what is in us inwardly working, and now, Lord, take it out of me. I see, I hear, forgive me. That's the salvation of the Lord. When what I do constantly has become a bad habit, it's now broken, and now I do just the opposite. That's the salvation of the Lord. When the things that I lust for and hunger and thirst for that cannot help me, don't edify me, don't lift up my soul and can't glorify my Savior, when I can release it and let it go and change to something else, that's the salvation of the Lord. And when we don't capture that, when we don't take hold of that, when you don't start telling your soul, soul, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, bless the Lord. Don't forget his benefits. He has healed me from all diseases. He has forgiven me of all my sins, redeemed my life from destruction. Crown me, crown me with loving kindness and tender mercies. Fill my mouth with good things. Good things. That's this is the good thing. So my youth is renewed like an eagle's. You can take all the pills you want, go to the gym and everything else. 
but this word will renew your strength. In the name of Jesus. He's come against all trespasses that has come against me. And I don't have to worry. He revealed his word to me and give me his grace and mercy in times of need. That's the salvation of the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. When we let our circumstances take root and determine our actions, all kinds of different causes and lies and, and the pain of attacks from other people and self-delusion and, and, and disappointments and, and, and all kinds of things. And you can fill in all of the blanks with your own stuff, okay? When we let that take root, we miss out on what God has for us. We have to put our trust in the Lord. So what you need to do, you put it on the altar. You put it on the altar so that God can lead you and guide you in a plain path. Ask God. Ask God. We, you know, when we learn to talk to God appropriately, he'll answer some of your prayers. You stop praying them silly, foolish, soulish prayers that don't count for anything. Lord, lead me in a plain path. Order my steps in your word. Reveal to me the inner workings that are not pleasing to you in my heart. Reveal my heart so I can see what you see. Show me my wicked ways. Stop thinking you're so righteous because you're filled with the Holy Spirit. You're filled with the Holy Spirit because he's want to do an inner working in you to transform you. Don't think you're so righteous because you are a giver. And you're at people's beck and call. No. We are righteous because Jesus said so. And you fulfill it by focusing on your mess to get free so that God will shine through you. The glory of God will shine through you. You'll find out when you go out and among public and, and you're looking cute, especially the women. You're looking cute. You, you think you're looking cute. And, and people are looking at you and you think they're looking at you because you what you have on. They're looking at you because they see the aura of Jesus. That's what you want to happen. You want the aura of Jesus to shine out. And, 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 and let me tell you, when you know who's in you, he'll let you know why they're looking at you. <laughs> Glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Because uh, they just see something that they're in awe and they don't understand it. And that's why we're supposed to open our mouth and share the good news to folks. Quiet now when talk about sharing Jesus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. God's truth is always it's constant, stable, healing, peaceful, full of joy, sure, and faithful. And David learned to lay down in the Lord's peace by giving him his stuff, readily, openly confessing his sin. Not being prideful. David was not prideful. He sinned, but he was not prideful. He readily, once it was brought to him, confessed his sin. It gave it to the Lord and changed. And he didn't confess that same sin over and over and over again. Because he came to the Lord humble, asking God to fix him. Amen. And Jesus laid down his perfect peace to accept the cross. 
that brought redemption and salvation for all of mankind. That's what Jesus did for us, not for him. He who knew no sin laid down his perfect peace of divinity to come into humanity to take on all that we endure, deal with, so that we could be free. Uh, just hearing that alone should make you want to rejoice because I know you're dealing with some stuff. And so just to hear that phrase alone should cause you to rejoice in the Lord, knowing I am free because Jesus said so. And I can walk in him. The questions are, do you know him? Do you need a change? Have all of your needs been met by a man or a woman? How are you sleeping? Do you need a sleep machine? <laughs> Can you stand on your own and have peace? Do you buckle over or give up when changes come? Do you know that Jesus went to the cross for all those things? In him is newness of life. Ask him for new life, for healing and deliverance. Ask him to give you eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to receive. In the name of Jesus, ask him, don't assume because you've been saved for any length of time, Amen. that you don't need to ask him to do that. Amen. The Lord will bless you, but we need to learn to bless the Lord. Yes. When we start praising him in prayers that avail it much, and we start out with the names that shows that he's the creator of all things, and then shortly afterwards we get to that he's Lord Jehovah, he's Adonai. And he becomes that when you get saved. See, the names prior to is as his creation. But when we get to Adonai, it's as a savior. His name is Adonai. Bless your Lord, Adonai, your savior. Where you can come in and not faint over every calamity that come into your life. Because he says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but I will deliver them out of all of them. That's Bible. Amen. Amen. But if you don't know him as Savior, you can't get delivered. Amen. But if you want to know him as Savior... All you need to do is just repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I am a sinner. I have sinned all of my days. I am tired and ready to give them to you. I thank you, Father, for the gift of Jesus Christ. Who can come into my heart and save my soul. So forgive me, Lord, 
and give me Jesus so I can live for you all the days of my life. Thank you, Father, for the gift of salvation. Thank you, Father, for the gift of the Holy Spirit who will keep me, guide me, lead me, and comfort me to walk this Christian walk. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, we're going to close with the benediction now. The Lord bless you. May Yahweh, he who exists, kneel before you, making himself available to you as your heavenly father, so he can bestow upon you his promises and gifts, and keep you and guard you with a hedge of thorny protection that will prevent Satan and all of your enemies from harming you. May he protect your body, soul, mind, and spirit, your loved ones, and all of your possessions. The Lord make his face shine upon you. May Yahweh, he who exists, illuminate the wholeness of his being toward you, continually bringing to you order so that you will fulfill the God-given destiny and purpose. And be gracious to you. May Yahweh, he who exists, provide you with perfect love and fellowship, never leaving you and give you sustenance, provision, and friendship. The Lord lift up his countenance on you. May Yahweh, he who exists, lift up and carry his fullness of being toward you, bringing everything that he has to your aid, supporting you with his divine embrace and his entire being, and give you peace. May Yahweh, he who exists, set in place all you need to be whole and complete so you can walk in victory moment by moment by the power of the Holy Spirit. May he give you supernatural health, peace, welfare, safety, soundness, tranquility, prosperity, perfection, fullness, rest, harmony, as well as the absence of agitation and discord and traveling mercies on you as you leave this place. And don't forget to tell somebody about Jesus. Amen. Amen.